We're in a series on Wednesday night on prayer. And we're talking about breakthrough prayer. And I'm going to invite you to join me in Matthew chapter number 6. And we're going to look at that famous what we call the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to examine what God is teaching us on prayer through this entire month. And this evening I want to talk about not only breakthrough prayer, but I want to invite you to have a breakthrough in lordship in your life. A breakthrough in lordship in your life. Let me explain. We're in a day and an era where we talk about Jesus being Savior. Have you noticed we've lost the phrase that Jesus become our Savior and Lord? Have you ever noticed that that phrase, Lord, has been lost from our language? Jesus wants to save us, but Lordship, Lordship salvation, Lordship salvation is without an if, an and, or a but. Lordship prayer, Lordship living is not saying if I'd like to do it or if I get around to it. No. It's not saying it's me and God, almost like we're on the same level. No, it's all about God. It's not saying, well, I would, but I don't have time. But I have other things to do. God is calling us to lordship prayer. God is calling us that he would be Lord of our life and and in the United States, there, there's really not an equivalent to lordship in our, in our society, in our culture. Because we live in a democratic society, we have a right, an individual right to usurp any authority or whatever the, the case may be. Uh, it, it, it's not compulsory in so many areas. We, we have a vote and we have a say-so. So consequently, often Americans struggle understanding Lordship, where there is an absolute authority. That, that goes counterculture to our, our thinking. But the Bible talks to us about Lordship prayer. Jesus wants to be Lord in our life. And if Jesus is less in our life than he intends, then we're going to experience less than he promises. I'm not sure if you got that. If Jesus is less in our life than he intends, then we're going to experience less in our life than what he promises. You see, breakthrough, breakthrough comes when Jesus is Lord. And I want to talk about breakthrough prayer. A breakthrough in lordship. Let me just say from the beginning, Prayer attracts the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you begin to pray, you're going to all of a sudden sense God interrupting your agenda. If you begin to pray, you're going to sense God imposing upon your perspective and your thoughts. Have you ever noticed in prayer things start to change? Have you noticed it, it, it's hard to be angry in prayer? The mo you, you can go into prayer angry but it seems like you always come out of it just a little different. God wants us to be in his presence. And let me say, 
God doesn't want just, God doesn't want visiting rights in your life. He wants full custody. God doesn't want to be on the fringe. God doesn't want to be that conversation that you have occasionally when you're stressed out and you're, you're at your wit's end. God wants to be central in our life. And if you're at a point right now where, where issues are happening and God seems vague, you're trying to find direction, trying to find God in the midst of a troubling and a stressful situation. What, what can you do? Jesus said, pray. When you don't know what else to do, pray. One of the early church fathers, Augustine, said, God is not found on the surface. God's not found on the surface. God is found when we go beyond the the initial limitation, and we seek God earnestly and passionately, we go after God. You see, Jesus, you, you can't try him in small doses. He wants to be Lord. The G- Jesus doesn't want to be the, the, the sticker or, or the little verse that you post on your Facebook page occasionally. Jesus wants to be Lord of our lives. God wants to be the center of your heart, your home, your decisions, your life. He wants to be central in all that we are and all that we have. And God's word promises, we're talking about lordship, God's word promises God will guard the house that he's lord over. God will guard the house that he's lord over. If he's Lord over your business, God will guard it. If he's Lord over your career, he will guard it. If he's Lord over your family, he will guard it. If he's Lord over your heart, he will guard it. Psalm 127, it says, Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman watches in vain. But if God is in control of the city, guess what? He will guard the city. And the city refers to your job, your heart, your home, your family. God will guard what he is Lord over. And so often uh, it's easy for us today. And every one of us, we're susceptible to this. We can linger in mediocrity. We can pray. We can pray pray shallow prayers. We can pray self-centered prayers. That's easy for all of us to do, self-included, self-included. Yes. Did you ever pray that God would give you a close parking spot up near the front door of where you're going? Yeah. It's raining. Oh, God, I don't want to get wet. Just give me a close parking spot. Yeah, we, we can pray prayers that do nothing but just kind of benefit and appease our, our comfort. But we linger in this shallow praying, and then eventually we experience a breakdown instead of a breakthrough. And God calls you and I to pray what I'm calling breakthrough prayers. The reason for a lack of breakthrough in our life, I'm going to give you four of them real quickly, and then we're going to unpack this further. But I, I, I see four reasons for a lack of breakthrough in our life. Number one is emotional wounds. We use the phrase just spinning our wheels. And some of us, some of us are hanging on to stuff and emotional wounds in our heart. 
we, we hang on to things and that hurt, that, that emotion, that anger, that, that, has kept, that has kept us in bondage. God never intends for us to live under that, but we live under that and we function by that. And that's not God's will in your life. I want to say to you, God intends for you to be free. God intends for you to bury it, to walk away from it, to be free from it, to be healed from it, to be delivered from it. But emotional wounds, hello? Thank they got it fixed now, huh? This. Okay? How's this? Thank you very much. Number two. Number two reason for a lack of breakthrough is unconfessed sin. Now, one thing the Bible tells us, there's sin, and all have sinned, okay? We have stuff that happens in our life. We get angry. We think wrong thoughts. We react the wrong way. We harbor wrong mode. Stuff happens. But the Bible says when we sin, what do we do? We confess our sin to the Lord. The moment you sin, the moment you have a bad moment, don't wait till church on Sunday. Don't work to prayer team Wednesday night. Confess it to the Lord and say, God, forgive me. But harboring sin, unconfessed sin, will rob us of our breakthrough, will take our breakthrough away from us. If there is something in your life, you're angry about, about something, if, if, if you're harboring something, if there's a secret, if there's something you would not feel comfortable telling and sharing and celebrating with brothers and sisters in Christ, it could represent a secret area, a secret sin, unconfessed sin, and that can keep you from breakthrough. Number three is unforgiveness and bitterness. Unforgiveness and bitterness. It was Jesus that said, if there is an offense between you and a brother, he said, don't even bring your offering to church. Don't even present your offering at the altar. He said, you go and be reconciled. And then you come back and you deal with this. You will not have a breakthrough. God will not even answer your prayers if you have hostility and bitterness and unforgiveness. Number four reason why we don't have breakthrough in our life, the scripture tells us, is for wrong belief. Wrong belief. Scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, he that comes to God must first believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If we have the wrong belief system about God, I'm going to tell you, God won't bless. God won't bring the breakthrough. God, some of us harbor wrong beliefs. Some of us have theology that doesn't come from the Bible. What we're doing is we're saying, this is what I believe about God. And, and you've got that off of the internet. You've got that from, from a psychology class, or you've got that from a coworker or a best friend or something that you've got to construct it on your own. This is what I believe God is. And God says, I will not live where there's not truth. And we, we put ourselves in a position where God can and won't bring breakthrough in our life. So if we're going to have breakthrough, there's certain things that we must do. There's certain things that we must be willing, and that is to follow the Lord. And Jesus is going to give us a model prayer here, and we're going to read it in just a moment. 
and as we go into this concept of breakthrough prayer have you ever heard somebody say you need to think outside the box you ever heard that phrase think outside the box can I encourage you to pray outside the box I want to encourage you to pray outside the box in other words every one of us we have a box and this is the stuff that we ask God for this is the stuff that we deal with I want to suggest to you you can pray outside the box in other words God can do more than you can ask or think and I think I think the Lord sometimes is waiting for us to just show up with these big audacious prayers sometimes we're saying oh Lord just lessen the pain you ever been in a hospital room and they have a one to ten tell me where your pain is oh we're praying that God will take our pain down to two or three just bearable what if we prayed God heal me and take it down to zero heal me and take you know what I have I have believers that pray pastor the medicine works you know what I'm gonna pray I pray that you're healed without the medicine let's let's pray big audacious prayers pray pastor that they won't foreclose no I pray that you get a raise and you'll get caught up and then in a year from now you'll have extra in the bank and you'll be a testimony to the blessing and the fullness of God pray outside the box someone you're asking God for a job and you're hoping that God will give you a job that pays as much as the one you have right now pray outside the box ask God to give you a two dollar an hour raise put that on your prayer list pray outside that box ask God for big stuff ask God for magnanimous stuff ask God for his abundance ask God to do great things in your life ask God for his very best in your life with that in mind I'm going to invite you to join me in Matthew chapter 6 and this is what we typically call the Lord's Prayer and Jesus is teaching us to pray nothing wrong with praying this prayer in fact do it regularly because let it remind you of the principles that Jesus told us to pray but in this prayer Jesus is teaching us I believe some breakthrough prayer principles verse number nine he said this then is how you should pray it begins with this our Father in heaven hallowed be your name last Wednesday there was teaching on that phrase right there verse number 10 is what we're going to teach on tonight your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven verse 11 give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one let's read again verse number 10 your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and I want to share with us from that one verse six insights about Lordship prayer Jesus wants to be Lord Jesus is asking to be Lord of our lives and if he's Lord we pray Lordship prayers and we're gonna get Lordship results in our life number one I share with you God will not automatically God excuse me God's will will not automatically happen on earth he said your kingdom come your will be done 
the inference your kingdom come is, in other words, he's saying the kingdom is not represented on earth right now. What I see right now is not God's will. What I see right now is not what God intended. What I see right now is not what I believe God wanted to be done. So don't accept the mess, the predicament, the problem, the challenge, the struggle, the, 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 the disasters in your life. Don't accept that as just God's will. He is saying, your kingdom come, your will be done. There is a will of God that's not represented on this earth. There's very little of the will of God you're going to hear on the news tomorrow. You're going to hear the disaster, the failures, the mistakes, the sin, and the wrongs of humanity. That's what's happening. God never intended for there to be prejudice. That's not his will. God never intended there to be mass shootings. God never intended for divorce to happen, for abuse, for starvation, for homelessness. The next time you drive up to an intersection and you see a sign of a homeless person, I, I, want, you to, I want you to be reminded that was never God's will that that happened. God's will doesn't automatically happen here on earth. We are to pray that God bring his will here on earth. And it's easy to just say, well, God, I guess this is what you wanted. I guess, God, this is what it's meant to be. No, no, it's not meant to be. God has something else in mind, and God has not purposed for that to happen on earth. And God is eager for you and I to pray and impact the will of God here on earth. Number two, I share with you, prayer releases God's will. Prayer releases God's will in our life. He said, your will be done. That's what Jesus said. Pray that. Your will be done. What can I do to release the will of God? You can pray. What can I do to move out of my will into his will? Pray. What can I do to change the trajectory in my life? We can pray. And I invite you, begin to pray that God's will be released in your life. I pray that over people frequently. I pray that over students and over children. I pray that over families. I pray over them. God, release your will in their life. Because that's what the scripture says for us to do, to release that. Through prayer, through prayer, we have the ability to reach into the future. To reach into the future and lay hold of God's promise and bring that promise into our present. You can do that in prayer. Your will be done. You can bring God's purposes and will in your life. We often pray, God, give me an open door. And I want to encourage you to pray for an open heaven. It's great to have an open door, but it's better to have an open heaven. When you begin to pray for an open heaven, God, 
Let your will be done. You're calling the future. God's purpose and God's will, you're calling that into being in your life today. And what we're in effect saying is, God, your will is not fully realized now. And God, you must have more for us. And we're bringing God's purposes into our life today. Number three, prayer aligns us to God's will. Prayer aligns you and I to God's will. Jesus said in verse number 10, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Notice, notice the order. On earth as it is in heaven. It's already predetermined. That's that, that's that preferred future that God has. It's already established. God sees what he wants your kids to be. God knows when he wired you what you're best suited for. God put you here for a purpose. You're not a mistake. You're, you're not an accident. God knows. God sees that. God has that perfect, that perfect will for you and I. And the scripture says that we, we pray, let, let your, worth, your will be done on earth today, right now, God, as you have it in heaven. Every young adult, every young adult, here's the prayer you pray over your future mate that you're looking for. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, the person that you have purpose for me, that I sense inside of my dreams, inside of my prayers. I've met different people and I've, I've had acquaintances and I've dated here and dated here, but I, it's never been right. There is something and there's a somebody I've never met. What do you do? You begin to pray, God, bring that person that you have purposed in heaven, your will in heaven, bring that person in my life. Let my life align with heaven. That's what God desires to do. Prayer aligns you and I to heaven. Sometimes we pray and we tell God, have you ever done this? Have you ever tell, tell God what he needs to do? God, you need to cause that person to think this way. And God, you need to work it out that way. And God, there needs to be a discount for it. And God, if you'll just put it on sale, I'll buy it. And God, if you'll make it where I can do it. And God, if you'll just help me get a raise in the payment. And we're, we're managing our finances, our life, and our family. And we're telling the God of the universe how to manage our life. We're telling God what to do. We're telling God how to figure that. God, I've got it all figured out. All that needs to happen is this, this, and this. And we are telling God what to do. And in other words, we're praying like this. God, may you change the way it is in heaven by what I want on earth. No, it doesn't happen that way. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 13, the Bible says that Jesus prayed over the city of Jerusalem. When we go to the Holy Land in March and we take the group that's with us to the Holy Land, and we're going to march down what's called Mount Scopus or the Mount of Olives. We're going to go to a particular place and there is a church there that's built on that site. And the top of the church, the, the shape of the church is in the shape of a teardrop. Why? Because it was on that location 
on the Mount of Olives looking at the city, the beautiful city of Jerusalem, that Jesus prays a prayer in Luke chapter 13. And the Bible says he wept over the city. And he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you to me and I would have held you and embraced you, but you would not. He tells Jerusalem, you wanted my blessing, but you didn't want my will. You always ask me to bless what you have already determined, but you never ask me what my will was for you. And in that location, he wept over the city of Jerusalem. I wonder how many times God, his heart, has been grieved because we have, we have gone insistently down a path that God says, that's not what heaven wants. That's not what heaven desires for you. Have you ever done something and made a decision, bought something, made a change jobs, went a direction, and it didn't work out and it was a disaster and it, things fell apart and you reflected back and you said, you know what? I knew all along. Somehow I knew all along I shouldn't do that. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That was God saying, I have something different and I have something better for you. And prayer aligns us to the will of God. Number four, uh, effective prayer starts by asking God to do what he already desires to do your will be done it's saying God do what you've already desired to do instead of saying God here do what I want you to do how about instead of going to your request and telling God do this God I want this and God I need this what if we could pray and say Lord do in my life what you want to do your will be done. I ask us rhetorically, does God have veto power? If, if, if God shut it down, if God said no, if you felt an inkling in your heart, if you felt a closed door, if you felt God just saying no, do you persist on and continue on? Or could you back away and say, God, your will be done. Is, is there a relationship God's saying let go of but we're holding on to it? An unhealthy, unproductive relationship we just can't, we just can't shake off. Effective praying is saying, God, do what you already desire to do in my life. Number five, I share with you, by praying God's word, we are praying the will of God. By praying according to God's word, we're praying the will of God. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word, help me finish the verse, shall not pass away. The one thing that's eternal, the one thing you can count on is God's word. I encourage people, pray God's word. 
I, I frequently tell people, pray the Psalms. I, I said to somebody this past weekend at church, they're going, their, their emotions are, are stirring in them. And there's a, just a time of, of emotional heartbreak and disappointment. I said, then, then go to the book of Psalms and pray the Psalms. Because the Psalms are very emotional and, 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 and pour out. It's, it's the psalmist saying, oh God, I cry unto you. And, and, and my enemies are all about me. And it seems like life isn't fair. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of that same psalm, he'll say, but my heart takes confidence in the Lord. It's the God who is my defender and it's the God who is my protector. And in that psalm, you pray and you work through your emotions. You want wisdom? Then pray the book of Proverbs. Pray the Bible. Learn to pray scripture because you'll never miss God's will by praying God's word. And number six, and last, before we go into a moment of praying, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in your spiritual language enables you to access the will of God. That's what Jesus, excuse me, that's what the New Testament tells us in, in Romans chapter number eight. Spirit-filled believers, you know where I'm going. You're, you're already tracking with me in chapter number eight, verse 26 and 27. Well, let me just share with you these verses. It says, in the same way, the Holy Spirit, he helps us in our weakness. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good news? You ever have a weak moment? Did your faith ever get weak? Did your knees ever get weak? Did your, did your confidence ever grow weak? Did your assurance ever weaken? Did you ever second guess yourself? Did you, ever, did you ever know one day and you weren't, you weren't sure the next day? Yeah, yeah. He, he helps us in our weakness. Here it is. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Yeah. I, I, I pray with people that, Pastor, I don't know what to pray for. I, I don't know to pray to hold on and believe and, and, and have endurance or pray, God, help me let go and walk away from it. I don't know how to pray. I have mixed emotions yes scripture said you would if you're that way don't don't kick yourself the bible validates we're going to be in moments like that because we don't know how to pray uh, as we ought but the spirit the holy spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans what is the word wordless groans that means our prayer language in the spirit. Sometimes in guiding us service, you'll hear me say, it's all right to pray in the spirit. We're a spirit-filled church. It's all right to pray in tongues and intercede in the spirit. That's exactly what that means with wordless groan. It's the spirit is praying. It's not your mind. You're not creating syllables. You're not putting imposing phrases on God. You're just saying, I don't know how to pray. So the Spirit prays for us. Verse 27. And He, God, searches our heart, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people. Here it is. In accordance with the will of God. And sometimes the only way to get in the will of God is to pray in the Spirit. Yeah, to pray in the Spirit. Sometimes I drive to 
to Houston and I'll be coming back from a board meeting I have once a, a month in Houston and and I I'm driving back sometimes late at night from that board meeting and and I'll turn on a radio station and I'll I'll be listening to an AM station maybe it's it's uh, a Christian station and I'm hearing a teacher I like to listen to passing the time and I'll hear him teaching and whatever. Then all of a sudden, I get out of, start to get out of range. You know what I'm talking about. You know where I'm going. And you start getting out of range from that radio station. And then all of a sudden, you start getting static. And you hear some of the words. And you hear some of the phrases, but you don't hear it all. Then all of a sudden, you might be somewhere else where another radio station is coming in. And, and it's kind of confusing. Uh, you're, you're trying to figure it out because you're moving from one to the other and you're caught in that zone where there's, there's confusion. I was driving to Houston one time and I was listening to K-Love and they were singing that great song that we all know and love about heaven. I can only imagine. You've ever listened to that song? I can only imagine. We stand before his presence. What will it be when we, I mean, it's saying, and will I, will I say hallelujah or will I ever speak at all? I can only imagine. And, and it was getting weak. And I was listening to it. And just about the time I was getting out of range of K-Love, I was moving in range of a country music station. And... I heard the words, when I get there, I'm going to say, and all of a sudden in the song, and, and I will say, instead of hallelujah, came in the country station and it said, and went from, can I only imagine, and when I get there, I will say, and the country station came in, oh baby. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know when I get to heaven, that's not what I'm going to say. That's not what I'm going to think. But you know what I think we do? I think we move between, between the zone right there. Where, where some of us, we're kind of out of range with God. We're not praying lordship prayers. And how we feel and our emotions and our experiences can feel just so strong in our life. And it feels like the will of God and it feels like the right thing because we feel it so strongly. And we've got out of range with God. And I want to invite you to begin to pray lordship prayers. God, your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done. I'm not going to send that email and tell them what I think until I know, God, it's coming from you. I don't want, I don't want my anger in that email. I don't want my emotions in that. God, your will be done. Some of us are praying for a new automobile. And it's because we want a new automobile. But the question is, is that God's will for our life? Some of us are going to think about changing jobs. Is that God's will for your life? Is that what heaven wants? You're, some of us, young adults, were asking, God, if, if so-and-so can notice me and ask me out on a date, is that the person God has? you begin to pray God let it be done in my life 
as it is in heaven. I want the will of God. Pray the lordship of Jesus in your life and in your heart. And that's what we're going to do for a moment. I'm going to invite you to stand together with me. And I'm going to lead us into a prayer moment right here. Just where you're standing. There's some, there's some stuff happening. There's some stuff going on that may be incompatible with the lordship of Jesus. And we've told God why it's all right and why we, it's, it's permissible in our mind and in our thinking. Could you pray, God, your will be done? Would you give Jesus veto power over that? Would you give Jesus veto power over that? God can do some magnificent things. For some of us, I'm going to ask you in a moment to pray out of the box. You're praying substandard prayers. You're praying prayers and God has something so much better for you. That, that person you're praying God to bring in your life that you've already picked up, God has somebody so much better. I, I, I remember telling one of our young adults, and, and, and this lady, she just had this in her mind, the person, the person that God had for her. And I kept telling her, God has somebody so much better. But it's the only one, and I've waited so long. And she was going through that storm and that that. That, that tug of war, feeling like she's held on and believed God for so long and, and God's not going to come through, so I, I just, I got to handle this on my own. And I kept counseling her, just hold on. But pastor, it's, it's just not going to happen. Can I tell you? It was about 15 months ago I had the privilege of performing her marriage. And uh, God brought a man into her life had a call of God on into the ministry. Everything she told me she was believing for, God made it happen. But a year before that, she felt like, God, you have completely forgot me. And everything I believe for, God, I guess is not going to happen. But if you pray, God, your will be done. Not gonna, I'm not going to get involved. God, I'm not going to try to force it and make it happen. It's lordship prayer. Pray a lordship prayer. Put God in complete charge of that decision. It was this morning I spoke to Brother Charlie Hicks on the phone. They got a diagnosis yesterday. Went out and the doctor told Charlie and Toy, I can tell you I'm absolutely confident it's cancer and we need to begin and he began to map out what has to happen. He was just being a good doctor and he was, he was giving him the steps and preparing him from everything he knew. They're walking in service tonight and the doctor's voicemail was on the phone and he said, Charlie, I had to call you. We got the lab results just a few minutes ago, and it's benign. There is no cancer. There is no cancer. The moment they heard it, they just began to cry out to God. 
You know, some things are just incompatible with the name of Jesus. You just got to believe it. Sometimes you just, and here's what Charlie said, I can't accept it. I'm going to quote Charlie. That's what he told me today. Pastor, I can't accept that. It doesn't agree with my spirit that I said, then don't accept it. And we prayed over the phone, and he's been praying since then. And just believe, can I tell you, God shows up. God shows up. Pray lordship prayers. Your will be done. So right now across the audience, would you just close your eyes right now? There's something you're asking God for. There's something you're talking to God about. Could you just begin to believe, Lord, your will be done? And there's no, no more than it, no sooner than it comes up, your mind is arguing against it. But it's beyond hope. It's beyond, it's beyond the, what I can do anything about. Your doubts are already talking to you. Your doubts are discounting the miracle power of God. Your doubts are dismissing the will of God. Can I ask you to not accept that and begin to declare, Lord, your will be done. Would you just do that right now? Lord, your will be done. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just begin to pray. pray. Is it over your kids? Is it over your family? Is it over your finances? Then pray it. And begin to pray it. Lord, your will be done will be done. You never intended it. You see, God's, not everything that happens on this earth is God's will. There's stuff going on that's not the will of God. Pray against that. Call the will of God into being in your life right now. Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done. Oh, God. Now as you pray, and you're just you're in that moment and you're asking God your will be done in that area may I take you to Romans 8 there's sometimes you don't know how to pray so what do you do you pray in tongues you just pray in the spirit because the spirit knows the mind of God if you don't know how to pray you don't know how to pray over your son you don't know how to pray over that situation and you're you're caught between uh, this this and that and you're not sure then pray in the spirit so would you join me right now Let's just pray in the Spirit. We're a Spirit-filled church. It's all right to pray in the Spirit. Would you just join me right now? Lift it up. Just lift it up. Lift it up. Let's pray in the Spirit. Just, just begin to just begin to let the Holy Spirit pray through you. Spirit of God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord, we pray. And the Spirit, we pray. Let the Spirit begin to pray through people with wordless groans, groanings that cannot be uttered, words that are and phrases that are not learned, God, but they come from the, the inner spirit of our heart. Let the Spirit align us to the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Healing, God. Send healing in the house. God, for that person with skin condition, heal them in the name of Jesus. 
that has been a torment to them. That has been a torment to them. God, in the name of Jesus, heal them by the power of God. Let it be. Oh God, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. The person dealing with that HR issue. God, it has been a heaviness in their heart. It feels like an unresolved conflict, just constant. The, 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 the moment they get up in the morning and think about work, a heaviness, a, uh, just almost like a pit in the, their stomach comes. And on the way to work, God, they just, they, they have a heaviness that comes upon them. They, they don't even like walking into the door, that, that HR issue. But God, you're their counselor. You said that you're their defender. I pray in the name of Jesus for them. God, that you will, you will step in that dilemma and that confusion. God, in the name of Jesus, and you will resolve that. God, that you will resolve that issue. In the name of Jesus, God, take care of it. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for young adults. They're seeking the will of God about a life's partner. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's biblical. And God, some have, have, been, have been under condemnation, feeling like it's selfish to ask for that. No, God, that's, that's what you intend for them to do. You've invited them to ask. But God, I ask you, Lord, to give them assurance, to give them confidence, Lord, that you're working in their life. Let them see in their life on earth as you purposed it in heaven. Oh God, not to take shortcuts. Not, not, not to take less than your best. But to hold out for your promise. I speak that over them, God. Young adults are in so much pressure right now. God, there's so much going on in culture right now. I just pray over them. God, settle their emotions, settle their heart, and they can trust the Lord about their future. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let it be God. God, let it be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now I'm going to invite you to join me in praying. Friday night and Saturday, we have our women's conference. Our, our every woman's conference is coming this Friday. We have nearly 1,700 ladies registered that will be in this auditorium Friday night. And they're going to be ladies walking in those doors that need something special from God. They're going to be walking in saying, God, I'm heartbroken. God, I'm desperate. God, I'm at my wit's end. I don't, know, I don't know what to do. And they need a Holy Spirit invasion in their life. The team has been preparing the platform for the theme they have this year and getting everything in place. We've done all we can do behind the scenes and on the platform. What we need now is we need a Holy Spirit invasion to come and just, just show up in a powerful and a mighty way.
Would you join me right now and pray for our women's conference? Join me. Would you lift up your voice? Every lady, would you lift up your voice? Every man, would you lift up your voice? Let's pray. Let's, let's prepare this room for God's presence Friday night and Saturday. Father, we just pray right now over our women's conference coming up. We ask you, Lord, for a Holy Spirit invasion of your power and your glory. Women are going to be coming, God, and they're going to be bringing their stresses and their distractions and their needs, their families, their pressure, their, the financial pressure, job stress. They're going to come in. They just want to have a time of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. And I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, Lord, that you will just come in the worship and the ministry of the speaker and the ministry of the Holy Spirit will be the most significant and powerful uh, invasion moment our ladies have ever had. God, just work mightily. Holy Spirit, we give you an invitation. We invite you, God, to be a part. God, we invite you to, but we invite you, God, to do something great and marvelous in our midst. In the name of Jesus, God, grant it. In the name of Jesus, God, grant it. In the name of Jesus, God, grant it for your glory and your purpose. In Jesus' name, and everyone says with me, amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in the goodness of the Lord.